Hey there, all you groovy hearts and lovers of life. It's your band leader, Horace Morris, and today is something a little special. Why, you ask? Well, it's episode 69, and you know what they say about that number. It's all about harmony and the dance of two souls coming together. As we kick back and get comfortable on this sultry Sunday, October 22nd, 2023, let's breathe in the musky, sweet aroma of love that's in the air. It's a reminder of the beautiful connections we share, the passions that ignite our spirits, and the symphony of life's intimate moments. So, get ready for a show that's just as harmonious as the number suggests, my friends. We're here to celebrate life, love, and the beautiful, sensual dance of existence. And now, Let's keep the vibe alive with the luminary, the guardian of soundness, the groovy chick who knows how to set the mood, the incredible, the enchantress of the airwaves, Miss Audrey Merkel. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Horace. It's just a number, so let's not get carried away, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, how's this for timing? Bitcoin reached a new all-time high against the Argentine peso, right as Argentinians head to the polls for their second round of presidential elections today. At the forefront of this race is none other than Bitcoin enthusiast, Javier Millet. We're eager to learn more, so here's Sarah Nichols with the inside scoop on the election. Get ready for a scorching political update, because we're diving into the fiery world of Argentine politics. And let me tell you, it's hot in here. Today, we're talking about the sensational Javier Malay, a man who knows that freedom is the sexiest thing of all. You might want to take notes because this charismatic libertarian is setting Argentina on fire, and it's about to get steamy. Now let me tell you about Javier Malay. They say he's got the charisma to rival the likes of our very own Morton Anger. And let's be honest, who can resist that kind of magnetism? What's not to love about a tousle-haired economist who's ready to shake things up? But there's more to him than just his unruly mane. He's got a soft spot for dogs, and he's named some of his fur babies after none other than economics legends like Milton Friedman and Murray Rothbard. I mean, come on. That's right up my alley. Imagine having a conversation starter like that at the dog park. Oh, this little guy? That's Milton, and the other one is Murray. But it's not just about the doggos. Malay is a maverick in the world of Argentine politics, and he's here to prove that freedom is incredibly seductive. He's talking about shaking things up, turning up the heat, if you will, dollarizing the economy, saying goodbye to the central bank, and trimming down government spending. Now, if that's not a scorching political agenda, I don't know what is. He's the embodiment of the idea that freedom is the ultimate aphrodisiac, and he's wearing it proudly. When he dons that sleek black leather jacket at rallies, well, let's just say it's like his version of lingerie. He leads the crowd in chants of long live freedom, damn it. It's the kind of performance that'll make you blush. Freedom isn't just an ideology for Millet, it's the embodiment of sexiness. And with Argentina's economy burning out with annual inflation rates at a scorching 138%, poverty rates rising, and a historic drought adding to the heat, it's like the backdrop for a passionate love affair. It's a recipe for a political revolution, and Millet is stepping up to fan the flames. He knows that turning up the heat on freedom is the way to win hearts. Now here's the juicy part. Predicting the outcome of this Argentine election is like trying to predict a rendezvous with an enigmatic lover. The pollsters have been left in the dark since Malay's electrifying primary win. 
It's like trying to navigate a tempestuous love affair with no compass. So, who's in the race? Millet, of course, leading the way. But don't underestimate the competition. Current economy minister Sergio Massa is here to play. And former security minister Patricia Bullrich is making her move. It's a three-horse race. And let me tell you, it's like a tantalizing dance that could lead to some unexpected twists and turns. This election is like a sultry tango under the moonlight. You never know what moves are coming next. So, dear listeners, fasten your seatbelts and pour yourself a glass of your favorite wine, because this Argentine political drama is far from over. And let's be honest, with a charismatic leader like Malay on the scene, it's hard not to be just a tad bit infatuated. We'll be keeping a close eye on it right here at the Merkel Treehouse. In the world of politics, one thing's for sure. Freedom is the ultimate seduction, and Malay is making it incredibly irresistibly alluring. Thank you, Sarah. It's really not too difficult to figure where your head is at, girl. Now, we have a real treat for you. U.S. presidential candidate and acclaimed journalist Morton Anger is here to give us his take on the Argentine elections. Over to you, Morton. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a day of tremendous significance. As we speak, our friends in Argentina head to the polls, and I want to make a prediction. Today, despite what the so-called experts might say, today is the day when Argentina's destiny takes a dramatic turn. I predict that Javier Millet will secure victory so decisively that there will be no need for a runoff. Argentina will embark on a new journey, one led by a man who understands the true essence of economic freedom. Javier Millet, the voice of reason in a world awash with economic absurdities, is the candidate we all need, not just for Argentina, but as an ally on the international stage. Millet's vision to rid Argentina of its central bank is a breath of fresh air, in a world choked by financial institutions that seemingly care more about their own power than the well-being of the people. But the fire doesn't stop at Argentina's borders. Oh no. With your support, when I take the reins as President of the United States, Millet will be an unwavering partner in dismantling the stranglehold that institutions like the Federal Reserve have had on the world for far too long. What we propose is not just a simple changing of the guard, it's a complete transformation of how we view capitalism. It's time to discard the illusions, the cronies, and the backroom deals. It's time for authentic capitalism, the kind that levels the playing field and offers real opportunities to the people, not just the privileged few. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a vision. It's a vision of a world where the people have a say, where governments serve the interests of the masses rather than the elites, and where true capitalism thrives. But to achieve this vision, I need your support. That's why I'm not just here to sing the praises of Malay. I'm here to tell you that I'm on a mission to make America and the world a better place. I'm running for president, and I'm looking for a running mate. That could be you. Yes, you, the dedicated, passionate individual who's ready to stand up and fight for a brighter future. Go to isupportmort.com and apply today. But that's not all, my dear listeners, for it's a truth that no great leader can embark on such a journey alone. Even the most formidable figures in history had a partner by their side, someone who offered wisdom, strength, and unwavering support. Now let me direct your attention to someone who has not only captured my gaze, but my profound admiration. Audrey Merkel, you stand as a testament to the qualities of a great First Lady. Your grace, your intelligence, and your unwavering dedication to the causes that matter most have not gone unnoticed. As I stand before you in the world, I see in you the embodiment of what a First Lady should be. 
You represent the heart of change, compassion, and the relentless pursuit of a brighter future for all. With every gesture, every word, you have demonstrated your commitment to making this world a better place. So, with all the fervor in my heart and an unyielding belief in the potential of our partnership, Audrey, will you be my first lady? Um, Morton, are you asking me out? Well, I'm sure it may take a few dates to decide to be my first lady, but I think you will find what I have to offer as a companion would be very exciting. Morton, I'm flattered. I truly am, but, well, I can't. I'm seeing someone. I'm truly heartbroken to hear that you're already seeing someone, Audrey. I want nothing but happiness for you. And if that means your heart belongs to another, then I respect your choice. Who's the lucky man? Right here, Chief. Horace, I had no idea. Well, Morton, this is a place of business. You know we try to keep it professional around here. We've been steady for a couple of months. I mean, we enjoy each other's company, you know? I'll say we do. Audrey, I want you to know something important. All this time, as I've been running for president, it was not just for the people, not just for the country, but also to impress you. To show you that I'm not just a man of words, but a man of action. That I'm willing to take on the weight of the nation to make a better future for all of us. To win your admiration. For now, though, I offer my best wishes to you and Horace. May your journey together be filled with all the love and happiness that life can bring. You deserve nothing less, Audrey. I'm sorry, I have to go. What is it with everyone today? It's those episode 69 vibes. You may be right, Horace. So there is no better time to send the folks to the Merkle Treehouse's own spiritual advisor, the good Reverend Smith. Maybe he can keep your minds out of the gutter. Reverend? Good day, dear friends and listeners of the Merkle Treehouse. As we gather today for our 69th episode, let us take a moment to reflect on a topic that often lingers in the shadows but can profoundly affect our lives. The Peril of Lust Lust, as you are well aware, is often associated with desires of a carnal nature, a base impulse that can lead us away from the path of righteousness. Yet, let us remember that the number 69 in itself is but a number. It is the human heart swayed by its own desires, that can twist even the most innocent of things into something prurient. The allure of lust can be likened to fiat currency in the world of finance. It represents a high-time preference, a fleeting desire for immediate gratification, devoid of substance or lasting value. It is driven by the hunger for instant pleasure, which often blinds us to the consequences that lie ahead. In contrast, love embodies the principles of soundness. Love is a low-time preference, a patient and enduring force that values what truly matters. Love is rooted in selflessness and the well-being of others, reflecting the teachings of our faith. Let us draw wisdom from the Bible as it provides guidance on the dangers of lust and the virtues of love. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 28, our Lord teaches, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. This passage reminds us that lust can corrupt the spirit leading to actions that transgress against love and fidelity. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 7 we find the profound words, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, 
endures all things. These verses illuminate the enduring strength and beauty of love in contrast to the fleeting nature of lust. As we celebrate the 69th episode, let us not fall into the traps of lust, which can distort our perspective and lead us astray. Instead, let us embrace love, a force of low time preference that brings fulfillment, kindness, and true harmony to our lives. May we carry the lessons of today's sermon into our daily lives, striving to live by the wisdom of love and to resist the allure of lust, which can hinder our spiritual and moral journey. Thank you for joining us today, and may God's grace guide us all. Thank you, Reverend. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word if I may. Wait. Audrey, what's up with Morton? It's Vinny the sales guy. What's going on, Vinny? Morton just gave me the boot as his campaign manager. He said it's all over, and he's heading to the bar for a drink. You know, we've had our ups and downs, but I truly believed in Morton's message and the potential for change that this campaign represented. I wouldn't take any of that seriously. He'll be fine, Vinny. Sometimes a man has to blow off a little steam. You don't understand, Audrey. Morton hasn't had a drink in over 25 years. Oh, dear. Horace, let's wrap this one up. Way ahead of you. See you on Wednesday, folks. Howdy, folks. Pinto Pete here. Now y'all don't forget to come on back this Wednesday for Chapter 7 of my presentation of the Block Size War. And please spread the word about the Merkel Treehouse. Thank you kindly. Thank you.